This is What the Foster, a podcast about living in the Foster Pal neighborhood of Portland, Oregon. Never remember people, but always remember the dogs. Mm-hmm. All the people <laughs> at the dog park. Oh, it's Princess and, and Taco and Sandwich, but don't remember anybody's <laughs> names. Uh huh. Oh, cool. Well, um, we are here talking with Craig, and uh, also with us is uh, Freddie. A lot of people know you around the neighborhood, and you've got quite a social media thing happening, and uh, it's it's very fun to have that going on in Foster Palace. We just wanted to say hi and find out a little bit more about you. Oh, hello. Nice to meet you all. Um, yeah, my name's Craig and I've lived in the area since May of 2005. So whatever is that? 16 years? I think that math is, yeah. Yeah. Math is hard. Math is hard. Yeah. And yeah, it's been great and it's nice seeing the neighborhood, you know, change and people move in, move out. And I don't think, I think I have one set of neighbors that stayed the same, but pretty much a lot of the others have all turned over and there's been a few new houses pop up here and there and stuff like that. So, but you know, it's, it's nice to see the change and everything in the neighborhood. And yeah, Freddie's, we've had Freddie since 2011, July of, or June of 2011. So it's just a little puppy. Yeah. Delightful brown lab. Mm-hmm. So she's probably what you're most widely known for, Ms. Freddie Free Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, we've, I started that four years ago, I think the, um, I don't even remember now the, I just kept seeing all the free stuff around. So I just started putting hashtag PDX free crap and some, oh, there's some pants and, uh, yeah, you're here in the pants. Yeah, we got them going, but, um, started the, just putting hashtag PDX free crap and everything. And then somebody's like, oh, you should just make an account for her. So I made it as PDX free crap. If I was to do it over, I would have called her Freddie Free Stuff just because it's not like when we were on the, on the news, they had a, they had a really hard time saying the word crap. Mm. Like we get lots of free stuff. So, yeah, that's probably the only thing I would have done different. But now that it's been going, so that's that's what we have. So cool. Yeah, it's it's really kind of interesting. I did not know what to make of the whole free stuff thing Mm -hmm. when we first got here. Um, It was like, why are people, because we moved from the East coast Mm -hmm. and it was like, why are people just leaving boxes of things Mm -hmm. out on the, on the street? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a magical way of just stuff from just disappearing from your life. You know, it's just like, I don't, I have this chair. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to put it on Craigslist. I just, Put it out front, a free sign, and then it just magically disappears. So. It's definitely a reliable way of getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Um, stuff that I didn't anticipate getting picked up mm-hmm. uh, disappear by the next morning. Yeah, it's just and it's just magically gone, and suddenly it's just so freeing. And somebody else is very excited, or you know, I I uh, <laughs> I'd had a whole bunch of you know at Harbor Freight they'd always had the free coupons you get all and I ended up with piles of these free screwdrivers and I got tired of them I just I threw them all on a box and I said to to the mail person I had said oh yeah I had a bunch of screwdrivers and and there might be still still be some in there and he's like yeah some shifty looking guy took all of them and I'm like <laughs> well 
<laughs> I guess maybe that wasn't <laughs> wasn't the smartest move on my part, but yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's we've I don't know we found some interesting. I mean, it's been hard not to take things at times. There's a Commodore, a full blown Commodore sixty four that I saw that I should have taken, but I'm just like I have too much stuff. I don't need more projects, and I can go onto eBay and buy one if I really want. And so, but that was one of the hardest things I had to pass up was. That would have been difficult. Yeah. But some stuff found, you know, full sheets of plywood and everything, which I'm like, well, there's no way I can get Freddie home and come back and this will still be here. So I'm carrying a four by eight sheet of three quarter inch plywood on my head with the dog leash. And Freddie's just like, what the hell is going on <laughs> as I'm coming home? Yeah. So, so my wife, Cora, will occasionally see me coming home with some ridiculous thing that I knew wouldn't be there. You know, when we came back, if I came back, you know, half hour later. So, yeah, I've, I've been really surprised. I mean, we've been doing yard projects and like I'll, there'll be broken pavers mm -hmm. and I'll put them out. I'm like, yeah, no, who, who wants a broken paver? Somebody does. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I'll make one trip. And by the time I come back with the next trip, the first one's already gone. Yeah. My friend had a, he lived over, lived over on 56th and Woodward. And he had busted up a whole bunch of concrete. And he's like, yeah, can I borrow your truck and to take all this concrete, you know, get rid of it. And I'm like, just put it on Craigslist for free and people will come get it. And he's like, you think that'll work? I'm like, trust me. And he called me about an hour later. He's like, yeah, I had people showing up in their Honda Accords with tarps and throwing all this concrete in the back <laughs> of their Honda Accords and everything. And it was gone within an hour. For people that haven't seen the account mm -hmm. you know it's your instagram account with freddie mm -hmm. walking around just pictures of her either with or wearing mm -hmm. uh some of the stuff that you found mm -hmm. or in sometimes it's big enough that <laughs> she can be in it so chairs chairs and couches you know find mm -hmm. a lot of those but yeah. yeah and we just basically you know aesthetically pose with the stuff and Sometimes there's unique things and other times it's pretty running, you know, car seats, see those once, once a week, you know, that's pretty boring by this point. So, but occasionally there'll be some, be some good stuff. So. Yeah. She, she seems to have a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's kind of like, yeah, okay. So what we're, <laughs> I mean, she'll see stuff on the day and just start slowing down. Like it's just part of the, <laughs> part of the drill. She's like, eh, whatever. And you know, I, I can, I can tell when she's annoyed. So she's annoyed. I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's just go. Don't worry about it, you know, and stuff. Yeah. So just kind of let her mood kind of dictate. But yeah, there's some times where she's just totally fine if hanging out and taking pictures and other times she's like, yeah, let's, I want to walk. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, uh, with or without free stuff, I've definitely seen her happily pulling you around the neighborhood on the skateboard. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have the same, we've had the same exact route for eight years, I think. Nine years. She was about a year old when I, we first started the same yeah. exact route, you know, down 66 center over to, what was it, Boise and uh -huh. up 70th and then back Gladstone and then up 67th. Yep. And if she's feeling energetic, we'll go center down to, down to 60th and then around and then, and then come back. But it's the same exact route every single time. And she always stops in the same two spots to pee also. So. <laughs> Apologies to those of you on the two corners that she always stops and pees at, but it's like, it's a routine. Like that's, that's just, it's just so funny to see dogs having a routine and a schedule <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. that they follow. 
Yeah, Sebastian definitely. He doesn't have routes, but he has schedules to mm-hmm. him. You know, he can be dead asleep at night, and then it's like, oh, it's a little, it's around nine, mm-hmm. and he gets down off the couch and kind of stretches and shakes, and then he just sits and he looks at you because mm-hmm. he's like, well, it's time for my medicine, which. <laughs> is one of the few medications that I've ever had for him mm-hmm. that is liver flavored. Mm. So he really likes it. Oh, okay. But it's like, uh, excuse me, may, may I have my arthritis <laughs> pill now, sir? <laughs> so what are some of the, the strangest things that you've found with her? Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's, but I have to think there's a lot of off the wall books. I found a bunch of old like punk rock tapes and, zines and stuff like that and I, you know, I took those of course but um there's there hasn't been anything obscene obscenely like just that's just plain weird but because i saw on twitter today somebody had posted about it <laughs> it was like you know kind of like those skeletons you'd have in in life science class or something <laughs> it was one of those but it was completely t- all taken apart and just in a box so <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like, and then she's like, and it had a free sign on it. She's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be taking that. And of course I'm like, oh, I can plug the dog. So I said, hey, my dog and I, we take pictures in Portland and yada, yada. But we, we haven't seen anything of that caliber, but mm. it's, yeah, it's all been pretty basic run of the mill. I mean, there's probably a few things that I'm forgetting because it just turns into a blur, a blur at this point. But occasionally there's, there's people that have left, hey, you know, signs that say, hey, Freddie. You know, so that we've, she's gotten a couple personal notes a couple of times where people have, have, uh, left notes and everything for her. So that's always kind of fun, but she gets recognized too when we're, yeah. you know, out driving. So it's like, oh, it's Freddie. And I was over on 50th and division walk into a friend's house and some lady's driving by and leans out the window. It's like, is that that dog from Instagram? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, cool. And it just keeps on keeps on going so well but. instagram and movie theaters mm-hmm. and yeah yeah she's been she's on the wall there at the movie theater next to next to squiggy so <laughs> she has a you know quote-unquote photographed photo so yeah i've been friends with them for a long time and stuff and help them out with it related stuff and so yeah they were just one day they were like hey can we maybe put pictures of freddie you know with the free stuff on you know just to break up the the advertisements at the start of the movies. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So that's where she gets all of her followers pretty much from is, is, um, is from that. So like, I like to joke that when the people are waiting, I can tell when people are waiting for the movies because, you know, five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock is when she gets new followers. (laughs) So, um, and then like there was one weekend that she got like, like 60 or 70 followers in a weekend. And so when wow. I was talking to Prescott, I was like, man, you guys were slammed this weekend. He's like, how'd you know? I'm like, because Freddie got 70 new followers. <laughs> so I can I can pretty much tell how busy you are based on her her follower follower mm-hmm. account. So apparently people people watch all the, the ads and stuff at the start while waiting for a movie. So but don't they? So I'm I'm embarrassed to say I don't actually have my own personal Instagram account, but I think I'm familiar, and you don't have to confirm or deny uh, a Twitter account that you may or may not run. Uh, I have an I have an association with it. I, okay. I, I know I, I I have some involvement. I will say that, but okay. I'm not. Yeah. I, I I know I know how to reach reach the 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 people possibly. So 
copy that. Yes. Yeah. We'll leave that at, yeah, leave it at that. Yep. So <laughs> yep. that's where my familiarity is, but okay. I, I appreciate that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I can get stuff posted there via talking to some people. So it's, I can we'll leave it at that. So Roger. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I've just been doing that and I have my regular, um, the human clock on Instagram. Um, there's a person in, cause I had human clocks. I have this website, human clock that I started in 2001. And it's basically just a picture of somebody holding up the current time and the picture changes once a minute. I had been doing that. So I just always started using, cause that's what the domain name I have is, you know, I'm human clock at Gmail and everything, but it turns out there's a musician in Germany that also goes by human clock. So a lot of times we're stomping on each other for username and stuff, but he, he has the human clock one in Hamburg and he's in Hamburg. <laughs> and actually a friend of ours said, did you and Cora get divorced? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, well, when did Craig, when did Craig move to Hamburg? <laughs> and, he, and he's like, she was, and Cora's like, oh no, that's, that's some other dude. He's the human clock. And he's like, oh, okay. I was really worried there. <laughs> for a second so but then i've actually looked at his account and seeing like several of my friends that are following him <laughs> so I'm like no that's not me one of my favorite scenarios like that is there's the pro skater tony hawk mm -hmm. and whatatever they do his video games it's always oh, yeah. you know possessive so it's tony mm -hmm. hawks whatever mm -hmm. there is also an author named tony hawks oh okay <laughs> and he gets all these skate kids mm -hmm. emailing him, asking him questions, and the guy just kind of plays with them, mm -hmm. you know, because he's like, if you don't even know the person's name, then, you know, how big of a fan are you that you don't know that his yeah. name is Tony Hawk? But it's really funny because I, I want to say he's English. Okay. And it's a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. And people are like, D dude, you suck. Why don't you just answer my question? <laughs> he's like, because I am not who you're looking for. It's kind of like the, you know, oh, Pink Floyd. I love his music, man. That Pink Floyd's the best and stuff. That yeah. kind of association. And well, there's a guy that was Mike Rowe. His name was Mike Rowe. And he was getting into software, so he, so he was Mike Rowe Soft, and then that was some like crazy. I don't know if it was it got to the you know full blown trademark lawsuit level, but it was kind of a, a dust up that that he yeah. was having with Microsoft. So and there's also um, a comic book author named Warren Ellis, mm -hmm. and there's also the guitar player oh, from yeah. the Bad Seeds, the Bad Warren Seeds, yeah. Ellis, that apparently they have talked once or twice. Mm -hmm. Like I am so tired of getting your fan mail. <laughs> the yeah i've warren ellis i've uh we were i was talking with my wife cora one day and i'm like when i get into my 50s i think i'm gonna go for the warren ellis look like just that kind of just unkempt but just dressed like just dialed in like yeah i was like that's that's the look i want when i'm in my 50s like that's the look i want to go for but but yeah on the name thing when i when back when i was on facebook when i first joined i went through and made friends with all the other craig giffins and so we always have, would have fun commenting on each other's posts just to mess with, with each other's friends. And <laughs> like we'd always post like our bad misspellings of, of Giffen, like, you know, Griffin and Griffith and everything. And we're like, oh, yeah, I get that one all the time, too. I've gotten about every variation of my last name. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, yep, it's pretty easy. R-O-W-A-N-D. Mm -hmm. R-O-W-L-A-N-D. <laughs> no. R-O-W-A-N. Mm -hmm. No. 
Freddy? No, she, oh, she didn't. No, people miss. She's F-R-E-D-D-Y. We get that one. That one a lot. And, and then that is thinking she's a boy. I'm thinking a boy because, you know, it's a traditional male name. But I've been playing a bunch of Queen and my wife, Cora, was just thinking of, you know, Freddie Mercury. She's like, ah, Freddie. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. So then we always said that if we get another dog, we're going to name it Tootie. So we're going to have Freddie and Tootie. So. <laughs> Uh, I I knew someone that got a uh, bulldog that was a, a male bulldog mm-hmm. and named it Guinevere. Okay. She said, I've always wanted a dog named Guinevere. Yeah. I like this dog. Mm-hmm. I don't really think he minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really affecting his uh, gender identity to mm-hmm. yeah. call him Guinevere. Pretty much just doing that and, you know, whatnot. And I think we've, um, but yeah, she, her, her follower uptick during the pandemic really you know didn't do anything when the theater was closed like you mm-hmm. know she was getting like you know one follower a month or, or something like that so which you know which was fine but it was just kind of interesting just to see how much of her her you know acknowledgments all came from via the theater so and then i think it was on channel 12 too we got a bunch from that and, yeah and stuff so that was a fun day we found a lot of really good stuff that day too like I think she thought that I'd like planted all of it or something like, no, no, there's just this much, this much stuff. Yeah. Welcome to Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great stuff too. Like, you know, like there's, I don't know. Did you ever see the clip? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And like, cause there's one where she's wearing just kind of this hot pink sort of coat and everything. And yeah. Found eight track tapes. Sensuous moods was the name of a three, <laughs> three tape set. Like something at some time life thing or something like that from, wow. yeah, that was one of the more unique ones. Eight track tapes. That was a very unique one. So bringing it back to the neighborhood, um, are there any sort of, uh, dog friendly businesses that you're keen on or. Yeah. Like she, um, the, the, the market on foster, you know, she always expects a treat when we go there, like they give her one, but then she always wants me to buy her one too. So that that's probably the number one spot for her. But then the like the Powell Paint store, they mm-hmm. get hot dog treats, and so we can't even walk past it. Like even though I don't need paint, I still have to go in and get a treat because she just she just gets completely miffed at me if we don't get a treat. And we haven't been we haven't been there in like three years, and she just was knew right where exactly. <laughs> like it was amazing the amount of memory she has. For uh-huh. that. And yeah, we've gone there, and then the Northwest IPA we've. Yeah, I hung out there too, and she likes hanging out there. And then I'm trying to think where else we've gone. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, she definitely knows the. Those are like her main, her main haunts and everything. And yeah, okay. And then quick question: Kern Park, dog park or not a dog park? I've I know the technical answer. Yeah, but. yeah. I I don't. We don't really go there much anymore, just because I don't know if it is or not. And then right. A couple times there's just been dogs that I've just been like, yeah, let's just go or mm-hmm. some sort of drama going on or something. Yeah, dog park drama, you just don't want to get around it. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we haven't in the, gone there too much lately. But yeah, I've, I don't know. I can see, I can see arguments both ways. But I'm also like, how often does it ever get used as a baseball field? Rarely. You know? Yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. It's like, well, if it's just on, a, you know, but you know, getting mm-hmm. rid of the baseball fields like would be considered un-American and, you know, right. tearing yes. up the flag or something like that. So I don't know. Well, we used to, we used to take our dog to Kern a lot. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point 
in her lifespan where running was no longer a thing and she became the dog that dug holes and we didn't want anybody twisting an ankle because of her. So we're not there much anymore either. Yeah. She liked, she likes chasing the ball, which she's had to have both of her hips replaced Mm -hmm. and everything. So yeah, we put put the kibosh. If anybody's throwing a ball, you know, we definitely don't hang around (laughs) because she still really likes doing that. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing how they don't realize what they shouldn't do. Mm Mm-hmm. And we like we were talking about earlier, Sebastian is like 12. He's got arthritis and hip dysplasia. And, you know, we've had to put ramps. Um, you haven't seen inside the house, but we've mm-hmm. got like dog ramps that go to an ottoman that go to like a window seat or like he's got the dog ramp to get up on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, but he will just take off running if he sees a squirrel or something or he'll just like jump off the front porch it's like dude you're gonna twist a leg and hurt yourself and he's just like hold my beer i'll be back (laughs) you know so it's it's really kind of surprising that they don't they just don't seem to get it Mm -hmm. it's like no i'm gonna do what i want to do until it hurts and and then i'll stop yeah and not learn like "Mm, i shouldn't Mm -hmm. do that like the instinct just kicks in yeah and um i was just when we were walking on a side note when we were walking over here i remember the first day we walked down down the alley here because i'm like freddie's like "Ooh, a new alley we haven't been down this one she's very excited because like we deviated from her route and tried out a new alley and yeah she, she was she was pretty excited yeah i think sebastian has had me down pretty much every passable alley in the neighborhood mm-hmm. he just loves going down them yeah and then yeah like our, our alley so people are like aren't you supposed to maintain the alley i'm like it's right where I want it right now because if you maintain it too well, drunk kids drive down at it two in the mm-hmm. morning at a hundred miles an hour. So I said, if it's friendly enough to like walk down and everything, that's great. But if it's and drive down, if you really need to, you can drive down it to get behind. But if it's too nice, then yeah, then you get the drunk kids at two a.m. You know, driving super fast and everything. And I remember right after, right after we moved in, there was a truck went down the alley, just loaded eight feet high full of garbage i was like well, that's kind of odd and they basically tied tied it off to the fence post and then took off and pulled all the garbage out so i chased off after them and they just gunned it going down the alley and got to right by kern park and just slammed it to the left and both tires are squealing i mean thank god nobody was coming mm-hmm. you know and they took off and you know eventually you know the garbage got picked up you know eventually but i was like oh i guess that's my introduction to to the alleys so yeah yeah i guess i guess my response to that person would have been you should have seen the alleyways 10 years ago yeah yeah like ours occasionally get way overgrown yeah and like i mean i've told people like don't drive down there you're gonna screw up your car Mm -hmm. and then drove down and his whole front end of his car popped off Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of like told you so yeah here's some zip ties (laughs) (laughs) and he literally zip tied it back on and you know back back the whole way out and everything and yeah no it's been i've i've enjoyed living in this neighborhood and everything it's um it seemed like you know I, when i first moved to portland i lived around 30th and hawthorne so anything east of 39th was just like oh that's way out there and then you know i moved mm-hmm. to 40th in division and i was like okay and then just progressively got farther and farther out and so, you know, when I bought the house, you know, the 60s were con- considered out there. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny. Like, my friends would be like, 
yeah, you're way out there in Southeast Portland. But if you look on a map, we're closer than a lot of stuff in North Portland. Like yeah. I think just the way people associate it and everything, like they don't consider like Lombard, like, you know, that far away, but they'll consider, you know, Mount Tabor, mm-hmm. South of Mount Tabor a ways away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, same. My friends used to joke around saying that I lived in Clackamas County. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're actually, you hop on the 14 here, 10 minutes to downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, right by Mount Tabor and all that mm-hmm. too. And yep. So yeah. which I, I, I go, you know, we'll go jogging up there a lot and everything and yeah, had a lot of good, you know, that's been like, Matt Tabor has been like the one consistent thing my whole time. I've been I'm in Portland since 96. So it's always been some focus pretty much for the most part, anytime I've lived here. And, you know, there was that, uh, that flaming lips video that they shot up there and, I think 2009 maybe so you know just a lot of you know there's a red fang video shot up there too so it's always just kind of fun just all to see, see the stuff that goes on up there mm-hmm. yeah it, it was a big thing for me you know we came out here the first time to mm-hmm. check out portland to see if we would want to live here mm-hmm. and a friend of mine from high school had lived here already for like 10 years and he took us around and was showing his places and he took us to Mount Tabor and it just blew me away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is incredible. There's this mountain like in, in the middle of, mm-hmm. you know, an urban area and there's a dog park. Holy crud. You know, my dog would love it here. And we wound up finding an apartment on, or a, a rental house online mm-hmm. um, because we had flown out to see Portland. So we didn't really have the money to like fly out again mm-hmm. and stay a couple days to, you know, look for a place. And it turned out that the place was like 79th, just south of Holgate. Mm. And I was like, hey, that's that neighborhood, mm. you know, um, didn't quite get the difference between Foster Powell and, mm-hmm. you know, Montevilla at that point. Yeah. But still it was like, I'm two miles away from that mm-hmm. thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. You know, so to have that is is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's like also kind of just crazy, like how much of the park I hadn't seen, like up above the the basketball courts there, there's that. To the very like there's that hill part there by the crater mm-hmm. like i'd never been been up there until like 10 years ago and like one day i was like oh i've never actually been up there and i walked up there and right or as i got up there there was about four teenagers a quick put down their their weed pipe <laughs> and i was like don't worry i'm cool and they just laughed and stuff but they're like like because i startled them and everything so i'm like yeah. oh that's adorable so <laughs> the youth and their their drugs so yeah. Well, you know, I, I definitely appreciate the humor that you bring to the neighborhood. I've enjoyed your landscaping signs. Oh yeah. Well, Did you yeah. see my Christmas lights? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Did yeah. You, did well, you see them? Oh, I, I don't think I saw the Christmas lights, but, um, the, the signs, I'm, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. Oh, and, okay. Um, you had the like flyers for oh, yard yeah. service or yeah. whatever it was out there. And I was yeah. like, I even started reading it as if it were legitimate at first. And I was like, holy shit, like <laughs> all these Grateful Dead references. This is amazing. Yeah, that was fun. I put that on the Grateful Dead subreddit and everybody seemed to like it too. And nice. yeah. somebody pointed out a couple obvious ones like, what about Scarlet, Scarlet Begonia maintenance? I'm like, oh man, how could I forgot that? So I had to post, <laughs> I had to post a revised version yeah. of it. But yeah, the Christmas lights, that was pretty crazy. The only problem I had is when it would rain, it would always trip the circuits and then i'd have mm-hmm. to go through figuring out which one was was tripping it but i had to eventually put the the live stream onto youtube because it was just crushing my 
originally I was just serving out the images off my server and then all of a sudden my phone blows up one day and it's just, you know, like outbound bandwidth, 100, 100, 100, 100 megabits a second or whatever. And I was like, Ugh. so then I had to set up the live stream to YouTube and, but yeah, it was pretty fun having the internet turn your Christmas lights on and off. Mm-hmm. So then we had the, uh, had a projector in the front window so people could draw on the window basically. And I was like, okay, with 16 squares, they can't, or 12 squares, they can't really draw anything that offensive. So <laughs> But, um, there was, there was a, uh, I did come home one, one day and it's like, it was an extremely crude, like five pixel penis. And then <laughs> I'm like, Oh, somebody figured out, <laughs> yep. figured out how to do it. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that was, but helpful. Should be doing that again this year. So nice. Uh, um, yeah, basically I had the camera mounted on the car ran the ethernet cable kind of through the dirt and into the gutter and up into the car and everything and seemed to work out. My, my, my backup plan was to put it on my neighbor's house across the street, but then he just sold the house and moved. So I don't know if I'm going to have that backup plan. Mm. Mm-hmm. The, the new homeowners. <laughs> hey, yeah. So can I put this big camera on your roof and <laughs> you know, but I don't know. But we'll, it's pointed we'll at your house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just kind of an odd request. <laughs> like, <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I will say, you know, the, the signs, the artwork, you know, even the social media piece, um, you know, and I'm sure Alan jumped into it when he contacted you. But, you know, part of what we're doing with this podcast is really highlighting people that make the neighborhood what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and adding that humor and that quirk and um that character you know mm. that you barely find in other neighborhoods so yeah much appreciated for oh, yeah. sure yeah and the i was trying to think oh because like the the tom petty mural people are yep. always you know about i don't know i have about once once a week i'll see somebody out there with their phone taking a picture with it and there's a let's say the name but it's around the corner he i ran into him at a show and he said he said yeah when tom petty died i left some flower flowers by your garage mm. i was like oh that's nice yeah yeah i i mean i appreciate the mural but i'm always just looking to see if freddie's in the chair by the window oh yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes she's there yeah she she likes her look, look looking out over the patrolling the patrolling the yard so to speak so yeah but um yeah she's She's got her dog, her dog friends like Larry and Matilda, which she's in some of the, they're in some of the pictures. Like she'll, she'll hang out with them and everything. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. She has her little, her social group and everything. Yeah. So they like to hang out and then just ignore each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> Parallel play. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Don't you? Yeah. Sebastian at this point kind of has one friend mm-hmm. and we'll get together and we'll all go out to a uh, thousand acres and there's like no interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, there, there's a little bit of that. Oh, I'm going to go pee on that. Oh, well then I'll go pee on that. But outside of that, like they don't, they rarely, really rarely mm-hmm. play together mm-hmm. or engage at all. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, we're doing stuff. Yeah. And she gets really excited when a dog comes over to our house. Like we, we dog sat a couple of dogs, you know, a couple of years ago for a week and a half. Freddie, that's not a good spot to be. You're going to take all the audio equipment with you. And yeah, she was very excited to have, you know, a two week sleepover or a week, week long sleepover at the house with a couple of, couple other dogs. 
weren't you? <laughs> well, I'm bummed that I can't be there in person to uh, see Freddie during yeah. this. Well, we'll we'll say hi to you when uh, when we when if we see you out. So good. Um, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Mike's picking it up good. Yeah. But how long have you lived in the neighborhood? Ooh, it's going to be 12 years in October. Okay. Yeah, 12? No, maybe 13. Yeah, 2009 we moved in. Okay. So, yeah, we're we're about to hit the 12-year 12, 12 mark. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, oh, it's not that long ago. And I'm like, oh, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. I certainly remember when we moved into the neighborhood and we'd run into someone. If they said they'd been here for a decade, mm-hmm. I felt like they had been around for a while. So yeah. it, it's kind of kind of weird to be in that place now. Yeah, and there's this has always been interesting to see, you know, some of the the more active houses come and go, you know, like because mm-hmm. we're the uh, you know sixty sixty sixth and uh, center. There was you know there was that there was a house. I don't know if it was still going. Maybe it was still going when you were the here. Are you talking about the SWAT? Yeah, the SWAT? yeah, the SWAT house. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. It's been so, it's such a blur. I can't remember when things. Yep. And then, yeah, and then, I mean, further up on Roan, there yeah. was that activity there forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was always a, I don't know, I, I got to say, though, he, I, uh, uh, somewhere in one of the, one of the, the resident, one of the residents was out or something, and, and I quote, he said, nah, he's a good guy, leave, leave, play, leave his place alone, <laughs> like, Cool, you know, got the. You want your corner? Yeah, yeah. No, I was, <laughs> no, friends with them and stuff. So yeah, it's been. A, but I, that's the thing. It's like people have always said, like, oh, what's it like living out there? And it's like there hasn't really been anything compared to what other friends have had to go through mm-hmm. in other neighborhoods. I'm like, yeah, ours is actually pretty calm because I I have friends that have lived in Irvington and the stuff that they've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, like people trying to kick down their front door and everything and just stuff like that. Like, and you know, my, 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 uh, old boss, he was saying he came home, he lived in Sullivan's Gulch and he, he, he came, uh, he came back to, uh, the house and there was a, you know, police sniper in the front yard screaming at him to get into the house. And, uh, the, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, we haven't had that. <laughs> Sheesh, yeah. stuff like that and just so yeah just like what you know and friends that live in Montevilla that have had crazy stuff that they're constantly having to deal with and stuff it's like yeah mm-hmm. we're kind of pretty fortunate that I mean stuff definitely happens but you know you know because there was you know there's a house on 66 that was shot at you know a while back and stuff but yeah but it's you can tell when you've lived here a while, a while you're just like me <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny what I've become desensitized to. Yeah, and like my running joke was like, any time you could always tell when my wife's parents or my parents were visiting because that's when all the crazy stuff would start going off in the neighborhood. Is like, there's somebody out front, and I think he has pants on. You know, just like <laughs> stuff like that, or there's somebody mowing the street or something like right. that. And, just the craziest stuff would go on when all when my wife and I's parents would mm-hmm. would always come to visit. So, but yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed you know the neighborhood overall, and I like seeing you know all the different restaurants and everything that are you know we try and frequent all of them. Like when Bar Carlo 
came about. We were going there every weekend, and then one day we mm-hmm. went there, and, and there was a wait, and we're like, they got their wings. We don't, yeah. we don't have to come yeah. every single. You know, so that that was a very happy moment. We're like, no, we got to make sure they they survive, and yeah. Then there was a nice long wait. We're like, ah, they got their wings. Now we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We, we can start focus on another business now. So yeah. But where all do you you guys go? Oh, I mean, I was just at Bar Carlo. My wife and I had our first date since uh, the pandemic. Okay. And, um, you know, we have a kiddo at home, so we've been mm-hmm. overly cautious. Oh, and yeah. we have, well, and also getting a babysitter has been tough. Yeah. But um, we had our first date night. We did Five and Dime and then went to Bar Carlo. Um, it had been a while, so we got some food and drinks there. And then actually tried um, Hemp Bar. We got a cheesecake there. Oh, okay. How was that? Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. How about you? There's your, um, these days we go to the Mercado a lot and, um, Sebastian really likes it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cause he, he likes going and getting treats cause you know, Chris will feed him his, his body weight mm. and treats. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really love some of the carts there yeah. and, uh, starting to check out, uh, I've had a, had some good stuff at the, uh, Peruvian cart. Okay. Yeah. Which I really liked. Uh, but yeah, they're, um, Thunderbird every once mm-hmm. in a while, you know, uh, Nyar. Mm-hmm. So, and then depending on if, if I don't feel like making pizza, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, like Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. Atlas and Char are two pizza ones. We have a, I also have a weird thing that where a lot of places we go it depends on if we have to cross a busy street or not. There's that whole thing, which the reason we don't go to the Mercado as much is because we have to cross Holgate and Foster. But if yeah. we go to the the food carts up on the 82nd, the Eastport ones, we don't have to cross. And 72nd is the busiest street we have to cross. So right. that, that wins out a lot. It's just the mental load of having to cross a busy street. So, totally. yeah. You know, so a lot of, so all the pizza places that went out are ones that are on this side of Foster. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's just, it's a, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a mental thing. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot safer to cross Foster now than it used to be. For yeah, sure. You know. But yeah, Powell's a whole, you know, that's a whole different follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll also uh, head down to carts on Foster a lot too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really likes going there because Tammy at Roadrunner Barbecue will also, you know, treat him pretty heavily. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we've gone to the one the uh yeah, we've gone there. Is the egg carton cart still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we haven't been there in a while. So Yeah, they were closed for quite a while, but they're yeah. back. Okay. Yeah. They must be the longest tenured cart there, yeah. I think there's well the 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 burrito one has been there for a long the Juanitas or whatever. Okay. That's uh, called that one's been there for a while. I don't know if it's been there as long, but I'm pretty sure Roadrunner, I mean Roadrunner has been there the whole time I've lived yeah. in Portland. Mm. Yeah. So uh back when Tammy's dad was still running it. I missed the 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 joint that was Across the street from Devil's Point in the Triangle building, there was a, a burrito place there. And the burritos were super good and super cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there... Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think I know what you're talking about. Is it? Uh, is it where the Mediterranean place mm-hmm. is right Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good place. But yeah, I'm trying to get a few others. Can't think of any of the others offhand that we've been to. I mean, just the whole pandemic thing really just kind of screwed up the whole. You know, if we'd done this 
two years ago, I would have been just, you know, that one go here, one here, one here, right. and here. And now it's just like, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. was the last time I actually sat at a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Well, like the, the, the maple leaf. Like, I love that place because everyone's like, all the places you could go. I'm like, no, it's just, it's the, the comfort. Like, it's what I grew up. I grew up in Yakima. It's like, it just reminds me of home mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And the very first time I went in there, I heard all kinds of people screaming and yelling and everything. And I was like, eh, you know, it's kind of, what's this place? And it turns out it's because the price is right. We're on and they're arguing whether the luggage or the golf clubs <laughs> were more expensive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it was the golf clubs. and stuff. So, so it was just kind of fun just to hang out there on a weekday morning and watch people intensely yeah. watch the prices right. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of wondering what happened there. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite neighborhood memories involved Maple Leaf. It was we, we had the uh, snowstorm probably seven years ago. It was the one where, I mean, things shut down for like two weeks. Yeah. You know, snow never, never really dropped and you couldn't couldn't drive anywhere and my best friend he and his family we all walked together to maple leaf um chugging along down foster in the snow and it was one of the only places open just got some cheeseburgers and Mm. fries and it was just hit home there's one waitress that she had worked there for 40 years i was talking to her yeah i've worked there for 40 years this is she the one that always has the uh star trek pin i think so yeah 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 so, Jeff, I don't know if you saw that uh, apparently there was just a fire there. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw it this morning because, um, you know, they reopened a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I actually just went and had breakfast there the other day, and I was driving uh, down 72nd today and said, you know, closed due to fire hmm. more mm-hmm. info later. Huh. And the, That's a real drag. Yeah. It's like the, like one Mart with all their, they got broken into again. Apparently, yeah. and that's been like, yeah. So I've been trying to, been going there once a week mm-hmm. or so to, yeah, support them because there was. It's like, man, this is a great lunch deal. <laughs> great yeah, lunch deal. I have a vested yeah. interest in keeping my lunch deal. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I saw that the the Diane's place. That's like a vegan junk food joint or something now. Yeah, when I do my my daily trip to the post office. So, um, yeah, I noticed that, and then the. I think many other funny stories from from the neighborhood. Yeah, it's been um, you know Suritai. We go there a decent amount too. So yeah, I think we're lucky. We got a lot of places to eat and drink, and more and more places to shop and buy stuff. A nice little twenty minute neighborhood, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Of, good way of putting it. And yeah. like, yeah. I, um, when I was looking to buy a house, I had looked in like Montevilla and then had looked in here and this is what, this is what was, you know, popped up in this, my house is on the market for an hour maybe. And this was 2005. Like people are like, Oh, you know, it's so hard to buy a house now. It used to be so much easier. I'm like, no, <laughs> it, I was in the, I was in the house for 60 whole seconds. I think I had time to walk upstairs walked downstairs and another realtor had brought their client in, which I guess, you know, is a faux pas realtor thing, you know, wait till the other person's out, but they already had the person there. And my first, I was like, what the hell are you doing in my kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, then we put an offer in on it and, you know, got accepted. But yeah, it was just, I think I was in the house a whole minute and everything. And I was freelancing at the time. So I, you know, as soon as it went on the market, you know, realtor called me and I, hopped on the bike and hoofed it over here and 
that was that. So yeah, kind of familiar. Yeah. What was you your know. guys' experiences like? Well, we started to look for a place to, to buy and, you know, I was working remotely for a company mm -hmm. in New York and my hours were really flexible. So the realtor and I would set up, you know, appointments to go look at houses. I would do a walkthrough with my GoPro, upload the video to YouTube so my wife could view it from work. Mm -hmm. And then she would email me back and say whether or not she wanted to schedule mm -hmm. a walkthrough on her own. And we looked at this place. I saw it on Friday. The realtor was like, okay, I can't get you back in until tomorrow. And we came Saturday at noon. There was a line of people. And we said, yeah, we want to put an offer in. And the realtor called the seller and said, well, they're going to stop accepting offers at two. Mm -hmm. it, it had gone on the market on Friday. Mm -hmm. And the next day they already had five offers. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we scrambled and ran to his office and, and put in an offer and actually lost to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then at the like the next day, uh, no, it was like later that day, got a phone call that the offer retract was retracted. Mm -hmm. And did we want the house? And it turns out what happened was guy put an offer in on the house, then heard how much interest there was. So he upped his offer and apparently didn't talk to his wife. <laughs> So he won he got the house and then his wife said, Wait, you, you offered how much money? No. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, he retracted the offer. I think he just wanted to buy it as a rental property. Mm. And our agent had written a letter that was like, you know, we love Portland and we want to buy the house because we want to live in it, mm -hmm. which really kind of helped us because, you know, the previous owners were friends with our next door neighbors, like their kids still played together once mm -hmm. in a while. So they were like, yeah, if we can get someone in the house, it's actually going to be part of the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, so that our neighbors have a good neighbor rather than a string of renters coming mm -hmm. through. I thought we were lucky because mm -hmm. it was like six months later we would have had to offer like 60,000 over mm -hmm. asking. So really feel sorry for anyone that's yeah. trying to buy now. How's your experience? You know, much like Alan, where I, I got to see the house first. Uh, I didn't have a GoPro though. So it was, it was, you know, I told my wife after the fact, I was like, you got to come check this house. I think this is the one, but we were literally several months into the process and all but gave up trying mm -hmm. to buy a house until we saw this. Um, it was sort of like a last ditch effort. And, um, the funny thing is, is I had previously joked to my wife about like, why don't we move to Foster Powell? I hear it's up and coming, you know, but mm -hmm. very, um, sarcastically, mm -hmm. you know, and I remember when I worked, um, one of my previous jobs, I was, I was part of the union SEIU. Mm -hmm. And so occasionally I'd come down Foster and, and have a meeting, a union meeting at the hall there, mm -hmm. the, you know, old brick building mm -hmm. near the park and just always be intrigued in this neighborhood. What is mm -hmm. this diagonal street? You yeah. know, so always in the back of my mind. And, you know, I kind of joked around like, Oh, why don't we move to foster pal? And sure enough, found this little house and had my wife come over after work and she agreed and put an offer in. And I don't think there was any competition. Um, mm -hmm. it was, let's see, it was right, right after things crashed. Oh, we yeah, hadn't, that's right. hadn't had the recovery yet. So it was still really affordable. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be a one or two year thing just to get sort of our foot in the market, but fell in love with the neighborhood and, and it's, 
you know, it is different here. And, and I think that's what I grew to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's been, it's been good. So I haven't had any, I don't know, like, like I said, I just had friends that live a lot closer in and just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, nah, don't feel that way. I'm pretty content with, you know, actually have all pretty good neighbors and everything too. You know, I got my, yeah, pretty much had the same neighbors for the most part in the two closest houses the whole time I've been here. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's been nice. Well, Jeff, was there anything else you wanted to cover? Or? No, again, just, you know, many thanks for all the little things you're doing to make the neighborhood unique. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to say hi. I didn't want to be that awkward. Oh, no. Stop. I have that new new year social media accounts, uh, but you yeah, never... No. I'm an awkward. Met, I'm, I'm an awkward dude, so I appreciate you know. Don't <laughs> don't feel weird about being being awkward and stuff. So perfect. Well, I'll make sure to say hey next time, and I look forward to meeting Freddie. Yeah, I'll get the get the sign updated. I've been we've been trying to just the cost of wood and steel went up, so like all my plans for the front yard are just kind of on mm-hmm. on hold right now. And yeah. And then it's all torn up in front of the garage because you know I had plan I did plans for that, but then it was just kind of like work on the backyard in the end and you know i was visiting visiting my parents in yakima and we're just, just driving with my dad i'm like hey let's go look at the lumber prices and so he just wanted just for fun just went in and hey let's go see how much electrical wiring is oh it's 160 bucks for for something that used to cost 55 <laughs> stuff they were just like wow so i was taking he has I have pictures of my dad posing with the 70 dollars sheets of osb plywood and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, thanks for uh, yeah. helping to keep Foster a, a fun place. And, mm-hmm. you know, we look forward to seeing what else you and Freddie run into. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for talking to us. And oh, sure. Looks like she's finally calmed down a bit. Yeah. You feel good? Hmm? Yep, she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, I think she's good. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, Craig. All right. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening. What the Foster is written and produced by Alan Rowand and Jeff Linnett. Music by Eric Matias of soundimage.org. The Foster mural artwork we use is by Travis Wheeler of Borrowed Times, as commissioned by Sean Morgan. Audio production by Grey Dog Audio. 